It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you
you guys. You are so warm. I love it. Okay, all right, cool. So this next song I'm going to sing is a cover of an Amy Winehouse song. Anybody love Amy Winehouse? Because I do. And I'll tell you a quick funny story about this. So this is actually the first song that Kelechi heard me sing. I was um, at the NED. She was in the next room. She heard me singing it and she literally just came into the room like, who is this person? And I tried my best not to lose my composure. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. Let's go. Stronger than me. 
appreciate it um this is my last song for the night and this is actually an original of my own it's called you lose um anybody been heartbroken in the, in the crowd i feel like all of us have right you go through the stage where you're sad and then you're down and then you get to the snapback baby and this okay period so you know i was in my feelings i wrote this song and um it's really dear to my heart so i hope it resonates with somebody in here let's go Yeah. I can feel my whole world changing Never thought I'd end up here with you Crazy how I showed you patience But you let me go like I'm nothing to lose Maybe this was all a game and I was begin play like some kind of fool there is nothing left to say you lose 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 you You lose, you lose. 
us so much. I'm my guitarist, guys. My name is Show Universe. I hope you guys enjoyed my set. Love you guys. Wasn't she wonderful? La la la. La, I, I could sing a little bit back in the day. Sometimes I listen to Beyonce and I think, you know, I can have a crack at it. <laughs> anyway, guess who's up now? That's right. It's the, shall I say this, Josh? Is it okay to say? Is it safe for work? The Benz Punani womanist, the baby girl, Kelechi It's the Benz Punani womanist, baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. So sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hot time's calling for your long shorts. You might learn something, you never know. Kelechi Just really mad seeing everybody. Oi, oi! <laughs> wow, I can't believe this. This is so overwhelming. Lovely to see you all. Kind of trying to see you. Um, well, at this point in the podcast, there would be a song. Right. Well. Usually with the song, I don't have like a instrumental. I don't have backing vocalists. Um, do I have backing vocalists? Where? I need two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You're perfect. Yeah. Does somebody have a second outfit? Yeah, I have three. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, three outfits. Let's see what we can do. Because there's only one intermission. Okay, that, that, that's fine. I have one is underneath this one. Oh. So I just have to just. Okay. Sweep. Fling it off. And then the other one is there somewhere. <laughs> All right, cool. So I've got two backing vocalists. Wonderful. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Craig. How is everyone doing? Oh, okay. All right. Go on, Craig. Have a... No, no. Go on. Have that's it. in with the main character energy for us. Yes, amen. Ah. Yes. Ah. Give it up for Craig. Ah. Right. And? I'm Kayade. I've been friends with Craig since year seven. Hey. Be wearing choir together. So, could um, you say your name again? It's missing something. Lukayo Doki. Go, <laughs> go back. What is it missing? Oh, sorry, Doctor Kayo Doki. That's it. Doctor. That's it. 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 That's it
that's it. Energy, energy, energy. All right, so perfect. Now I have my two backing vocalists. Very happy. That doesn't mean that you're not participating. I would like you to sing along with me. Yeah? Can I have the song on screen? So, <laughs> what song is that? Ah, uh, who is it? You, all of you are just disjointed. What is the song first? Not who is it by? Who's this? What's the song? So the song is "Have You Ever by Who?" There you go, Jack Harlow. <laughs> so, first, let's all run through the chorus together because they're singing beat and backing vocals, but you are also helping, right? So let's go for it. One, two, three. Have you ever loved monarchy so much it makes you high? Have you ever queued to see a dead Jankro all through the night? Have you tried to justify slavery but it don't come out right? Have you ever... Have you ever? All right, so let's go again. Because all of you got that. So before we even put in the instrumental, I want to go again because I saw some of you, you were trying to deviate a little bit. You were trying to harmonize. You saw the person next to you and you were like, I can go higher. So, <laughs> so let's run it again to where you feel comfortable, right? Ready? One, two, three. Have you ever? Read the words. You have you ever queued to see a dead and through the night? Have you tried to justify slave? I switched it up. It don't come out right. Correct. Have you ever harmonize? Harmonize. Have you ever rotted? in celestial church um, <laughs> harmonies. Some of you were. <laughs> you were really. You were up there. Join us here. Yeah. All right. So let's try. And honestly, I've made fun of you, but this instrumental somehow makes it feel a bit higher. But you lot really need to lead them in the chorus. Okay. Greg's got the harmonies. It's all right. Perfect. All right. All right. Let's go with the instrumental. Have you ever loved monarchy so much it makes you high? Have you ever queued to see a dead and crow all through the night? Have you tried to justify slavery but it don't come out right? Have you ever? Have you ever? Those who stole your land 
doing a great job. All the swearing, I feel so bad. Um, so let's get into it then. So the first thing that I would usually do, I, mean, I don't know what I need to catch you all up on, really. Life has just been lifing, to be honest. But let's get into the tarot. Yeah? 
Let's get into the tarot. Do I have a question from somebody? Who's got a question? Oh, okay. Somebody who you, that's a, that's a question, Lorraine. Thank you. <laughs> um, any more questions? We've got a mic out there. You're not a bad mind. Uh-uh. Where did that energy come from? Maybe from the song collect, yeah. Just glad to be doing this with you all. <laughs> did the mic make it somewhere? Oh, nice. Hi. Yeah. Hey. Hey. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I like yeah. your bodysuit. Yeah, this was last minute 90s. I so love it giving cleviage. The cleviage because the pussy could not be, the pump pump couldn't be out. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Something, something at the one, like something was out, you know? <laughs> Notice for the pump pump came yesterday at 8 p.m. So I still have a lot to say about the pump pump, but it's okay. Uh, it's fine. It's all right. Okay. 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 I even it's forgot fine. to ask you lot. Before you tell me, Shav, is it Shav? I, of course, I can. I know the. I know the tone of your voice. You know that uh, voice. That, uh, not that girl again. <laughs> no, I love. I love your question. She's still here. Jesus. I didn't get to ask you all. What do they call the song in France? A banger. I didn't hear that. What do they call the song in France? A banger. Yes, they call it le banger. Yeah, that's it. All right. Shall I hit me with your question? My question is: Where do we go from here? Okay. Oh. Um, seeing as your book is called The Edge of Nowhere. Which... The Edge of Hell, Yekba. The Edge of Here. The Edge of Here. Oh, oh my yeah, goodness. I've got a book coming out, guys. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Wow. And we've got the big O. Yes, we're going to be talking about the big the O tonight. O, um, <laughs> whereas black colored people. Do we go from here when... They're looking at... They're, they're humming at the coloured word. <laughs> I thought I'd let you know. Look, I'm, 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 I'm just a, a bystander. Bit. It's them, man. It's them, man. I'm not even involved. <laughs> okay, sorry. Asian. <laughs> Did you not hear them? They all went horror and you carried on talking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is not parliament, yeah? There's not parliament. Let's uh, calm down. Go. Okay. Where do we go as people that are considered ethnic minorities when we're not ethnic minorities in the world. We're in ethnic minorities in this bad vibes island. What, what someone said? Huh? That's it. That's the one. That's what they want. That's what the people then want. <laughs> global majority. Yes. Where do we go as the global majority? That's right. Yes. That has yes. been brought here against our because if my shit wasn't here in the British Museum, I wouldn't be here. I'm just okay. saying. Okay. Okay. Where do we go from here when we know that the ultimate patriarchal princess is now dead? Okay. Yeah. Was it for queen and country or not, love? Oh, okay. Okay. So the question is when we, we know here. that white men have got nowhere else to go right now with their oh, you're violence. Going in. I was trying to start in soft, but you're, you're going in. No, no, no. Listen. Charles King Charles 
moving because uh, it was just left there in my face um, um, what was I going to say so thank you all so much firstly for the support I finally for those who've been listening to the podcast forever at this point you know the kind of higgy hagger I had with publishing and not wanting to do things that I didn't want to do and you know wanting to take my time and so you would have seen in all of your seats that there was a flyer yes the allied ship. Did you read what it says on it? Yes. So that's actually one of the, um, that's actually one of the stories. Uh, it's called the allied ship and the chip goes into the amygdala, goes into the brain and it's meant to take two people will have it. So one person will have it as the experienced donor and one person will have it as the experienced host and the host will feel the feelings for the donor and the donor being black people just passing on their emotions that they're experiencing from racism, passing it on to the experienced host. And that's where we meet the story. That's where we meet the characters. They're getting allied chip fatigue. Because um, the chip has been chipping and they've been feeling the emotions and then they're tired. All right. So with the QR code on the back, it allows you to read the first um, kind of page or so, first two sort of pages of that particular story so you know what's to come for when my book comes out September 14th, 2023. So very, very excited for you to read all of the other stories. The the short story collection is called Edge of Here. And it is, as Shah was trying to describe, not nowhere, but that is also a feeling that we have. The Edge of Here, like all of the things that are happening around us that it's just kind of, you know, like just there, like almost just passing your sight, just these things. And I've just kind of turned up the volume on a lot of things that I see happening in society and just kind of amped it up a bit so we can really talk about these things. Because what does it mean in the first instance as an ally? What does it mean to be an ally? What are you doing? Like literally, what are you doing? You know, are you doing it properly or are you just there to be like, I know a black? <laughs> or, you know, like, and allyship comes in so many forms, but if we're just looking at racism or race for now, right? We'll just be like, I know a black and that's the end of your thing. But no, let's talk about what that really, really, really means. And this chip and this story allows us to explore that. There are other stories as well. Those of you who read The Watchers, that will be part of it as well. So I'm just trying to in, like introduce you to a whole other universe. Big up Shay Universe, actually. should say that. Big up yourself. Fantastic, incredible voice. I heard her for the first time, I think it was last year. And I was like, whatever I'm doing next, please, God, please be there. Um, and she was wonderful enough to join us tonight. But I'm showing you another universe that's been created or been growing for a while. So Sally in HR is the, um, the head of HR at Plant Acon. And this ally chip is made by Plant Acon. So everything starts to connect. So all the people that didn't want to pay me, they were like, when's Sally coming back? Pay for it. Um, so yeah, I wanted to kind of say that and thank you so much for supporting me on that journey. So when we are looking at where do we go from here, I feel like it's interesting because a lot of the things that I said during lockdown about what was going to happen to this country happened. Version now. Um, and so now let's look about and look at where do we go from here? So I feel like we're, is it, are we talking energy crisis? Are we talking monarchy? Everything. 
Like, girl, everything. What? Um, no, I'm all right. All right, so, and up there, are you all right to see me? Cool. Hi. <laughs> so, where do we go from here? Also, I've got the Dickhead and Recovery Affirmation Cards here. So, you'll be able to get them on my birthday if you don't know when it is. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm just joking. It's the 5th of October. <laughs> um, so, where do we go from here? Oh, nice. Cool. That's so funny. Don't you find it funny when tarot readers do that? They put to a card. They won't tell you what the card is. They'll just be going, oh, yeah. Oh, ah. It's like, just read the fucking message, man. <laughs> so, all right. Let's get into it. So, the first, of card, the first card that came out is the Seven of Cups. And I think this is the hardest thing for a lot of people. A lot of the illusions that they were holding on to are kind of eroding. You know, they're falling to pieces and people are having a really hard time. They're struggling with that because we saw it when, I don't know if, how many of you went to Q? I mean, that song would have made you really awkward. No one? What are you even saying now that you went there? You won't even say. You'll just be sitting there like, bitch, it's not me you're going to catch out. I was in my bed. <laughs> but let's say that you went to queue or whatever. Their people were doing that. And I thought it was really interesting. I don't know if some of you saw the video where I was upset. Like I was really overwhelmed with emotions when I was um, seeing how everyone was behaving after um, that one's death. Because I was just like, how can you? With your entire chest. Oh, shit. <laughs> she was just so lovely, you know. I'm just really going to miss her. Because she sacrificed so much. What did she sacrifice? Quickly, quickly. What did she sacrifice? She sacrificed a lot of lives in the lands that were colonized. Yeah, yeah. Those were sacrifices made on our part, but that wasn't, you know, her sacrifice. Oh, you know, she was just a woman of duty. Again, quickly, quickly, quickly. What was the duty? Yeah, yeah. What was the duty? Speak fast, fast. What was the duty? But you can't say anything because you don't know book. You don't know. History book, you don't know. Because if you knew history book, it would be wild. That, But then again... There were bare men that knew history books and they have OBEs and MBEs and all of them things in front of their names. And they were really doing up Instagram posts. It was a sad time to behold. Like, do what you're doing. I think that more so, what, the reason that this card came out, Seven of Cups, is because a lot of us need to move away from symbolism. Like, what, some, what does something look like or what does it represent to you because I feel like a lot of people weren't sad about Liz they were more sad about the end of as they said an era but I need you to ask yourself what was that era about and who suffered for you to have that era they said the sun never sets on the British empire and they said the blood never dries whose blood was spilled you know like those things are thank you those things are important and to me, it was just really heartbreaking that you could be like, oh, but do you understand about the But she didn't personally colonize them herself. She didn't actually go there and grab the people. Well, fact check, she pretty much almost did. There's that, but fine, you do you. I just think that 
a lot of us need to move past symbols. And it's, that's just an example of the thing. But we're dealing with so many things, um, like Sean mentioned earlier about patriarchal princesses. Like she was literally a patriarchal queen, right? Um, she was the female face of white supremacist heteropatriarchy. And that's why it was allowed to thrive for so long because, oh, look at what everyone kept saying. Oh, this lovely grandma. She ain't my grandma. And my grandma's like, it's not my personal problem. Right? And so the things that they were attaching to, I want to know, I think that it will be interesting now that that one KC3 has stepped up into the place. Um, things will be really... <laughs> Things will be really interesting now that he's there because already people are beefing him. He moved the ink out of the way. They were like, fucking idiot. (laughs) Like, they're not having it. When it comes to him, they're not having it. So I think that people are going to be more outspoken than than they've ever been before. Um, And I say that because we've got the Six of Swords in reverse that whether you like it or not, you're going to have to move away from outdated modes of thinking and feeling and viewing the world. All of us have to. Um, I saw some people sharing, for instance, what's that one, that really clapped one? Um, Andrew Tate. I saw them sharing his videos where he was trying to, um, trigger warning, justify rape. And he was like, not justify per se, but he was just like, oh, well, if you, you, you know, Raping is like, um, it's, what did he say? Ideological. The same way that when you say to people, no, he said to, to say to someone, do not rape is ideological. The same way you say to someone, do not steal is ideological because they're still going to steal. So if you didn't want someone to steal your things, you would keep it away. So you should think about that when you're walking. But you know, like what he was saying was wayward. And I'm glad a lot of people clocked it. And then you had the other men who were like, thoughts? You know thoughts, gang. It's always like, why are you always asking for people's thoughts? What are your own thoughts? We already know what your thoughts are. You just want people to say it for you. But I think like, of course, what he was saying was terrible. But the worst part for me was he was holding a cigar the whole time and the cigar wasn't lit. Like, do you know how fucking idiotic you have to be? Like, And he's there and he's like, so it's ideological. So when we're saying like, do not rape, get the fucking cigar out of your hand. It's not him this looks cool so do this thing so you can see that he's trying to perform something that he thinks is like he thinks is linked to patriarchy and masculinity and it's also vacuous and dangerous it's just a mess and I feel like this is what I'm thinking about here that the same way we have Andrew Tate I'm gonna go there I feel like we can see that he's problematic but you try and have some a conversation with someone about Dave Chappelle you try and have a conversation with somebody about what's the other one Chris, look how you're bringing out the name. Chris Rock was the one I was thinking about. But you try to have a conversation with people and suddenly they get uncomfortable because you're going into territory of things that they think is okay. But everything is inextricably linked. You can't say that. We're only, we focus sometimes on the extremes and not like the nuanced things. Like where this, you know, this is where the problem, this is the seed of the problem. What are we doing about this? Before it gets to over there, what are we doing about this? But then... At the same time, and this is what the tarot girls are saying, I'm just going with what the tarot girlies over here are saying. At the same time, I think that, would you agree or not, black women have a lot of role models. I'm not going to go into the absent fathers, don't worry. Because you were like, finish, before I agree, I'm not going to vote on you. Land, can I cheat? Land. Before I agree, land. (laughs) So, 
But what I was going to say is that we have so many different types of black women that we can look to. I don't like that one. Okay, I'm going to look to this one. I don't like that one. I'm going to look to this one. I think that because of the mainstream space, there aren't many black men who are vocal. So the ones who are vocal, it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't agree with everything, but yeah. But then they don't agree with everything. It's that bit. It's that bit that's left over that I feel like is a bit of an issue that there's too much of a past. Like you speak to somebody and you say, oh, Kanye West's behavior is very, very dangerous. Well, what do you mean? Because he's one of the greatest, da, 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 da. And it's like, yeah, but we still have a problem. And I think that the whole reason, like, I'm sure some of you are going to be upset when I go like, I don't really fuck with Barack Obama like that. Oh, surprising. Surprising. But to some men, it's just like, well, because we had such rare, um, they, they feel like because they don't have as many role models or their, you know, look, he got to be president. It's like, yeah, forget that he was like bombing children in this country. You, you know, he, he's the first black president. So are you happy with a face that looks like yours doing the bidding of white supremacy is what you're telling me. But it's, it, that's too much for some people, but I want you to sit with it because these are the difficult conversations that we need to have. If you're truly about change, you're going to have to go there because you're otherwise going to behave like them man were behaving, queuing in the fucking rain and all of that and the sleet and all of that to go and see somebody who was literally the embodiment of all that is wrong with this world, not even the global West, this world, full stop, right? So the Six of Swords is saying that it's going to be uncomfortable, but we have to move away from certain mindsets. And then we've got the Son of Pentacles here. Let me tell you something. Who loves rich men the most in this world? Huh? Who loves rich men the most in this world? Men. Men love rich men. They will be telling you up and down about, ah, oh, I don't want no gold digger. Gold digger, gold digger, gold digger. But let a rich man come through. Bro! Chief! No, 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 no. Not your suit though, my G. Not your suit though. You can't, like, you go and watch men interact with men who they know are rich. And you're just like, just open your leg. Just, just, just open your leg. Because the thing that you're accusing women of or that you think that are women gold diggers, that's what you want to do yourself. You're just projecting. You're displacing your emotions. You want to fling out. Fling out. Don't involve us in your fuckery. Go fling out. Stop talking. And so this is what this is saying that you're, you know that for someone to be a billionaire, it means that somebody has to be exploited. But the moment that that person looks like you, yes! And it's like, well, no, because if it's a problem, it's a problem is a problem, regardless of what mask it's wearing. And that mask might look a lot like you. So we have to kind of interrogate ourselves. We keep going like, what's next? Where do we go from here? And it's like, we go inwards. People aren't going inwards because they're spending too much time on the external things like external validation. And it's not just, I'm not saying that as like, oh, I know better because I'm, we're all in the same boat, right? So I'm just speaking from a place of like, we all have to go inwards. We have to think about like, what are the things, what are the things that we've internalized about white supremacy that's so kind of deep within us that we're unwilling or we're too scared to interrogate because it will mean we have to let go of so many things. But we have to be serious about it. If we're really about it, we have to be about it. That's what it says. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
And the affirmation card from the Dickhead in Recovery deck that came out was, I release all my fucks to the universe and choose to meet life with radical surrender. And I think that that's beautiful. Sometimes you have to release all your fucks to the universe because we are actually taught in this society to be really, really fearful. We fear everything. We spend so much time fearing. I was thinking about the lead up to this show. I was just fearing, fearing, stressing, stressing about all of the things. Got locked out of my office yesterday randomly. Anyone who watched my stories knows what a madness that was. I went in an hour before. Everything was perfectly fine. I used the same key in the same lock. Went again, could not enter the thing. I eventually had to call a locksmith after I went to Halford bought WD-40, but all the things that every, everyone was messaging me in the DMs to go and buy, none of them worked. I had to call the locksmith. And it got to a point where I was just like, you know what? This is where I am today. You know, like I was trying to be somewhere else. I was like, if I could just get the thing, if I could just fix the thing. And I was getting frustrated because I couldn't fix the thing because I wanted to be somewhere else. And it was like, well, maybe this is just where you are today. And that's that. And I think that that's where we are now. We want to be in the next place. Where do we go from here? But the per- the people the collective who's there, they don't, they're not who we are right now. We've got so much work to do before we're talking about where, you know, in our personal lives, we've all got so much work to do before we can be talking about the, you know, that there. Do here, do here, sort here out, and then there will take care of itself. Yeah. So that's the tarot. Really, really, really talked like a talker. I did. Well, let me, um, in that case, big up the first of this show, um, sponsoring this show, um, one of the sponsors of the show, I should get my words together, and that is Nadra Safiri. I don't know if, um, some of you, well, you'll get some bits later, but Nadra Safiri, um, they basically are a Black-owned brand, and they exist to revolutionize the fragrance industry supply chain, because a lot of the people I feel like that we get our fragrances from don't really like us. <laughs> and things aren't necessarily sourced ethically so they look to disrupt generational cycles of how all of these things are done because it's usually the global south that gets hit you know and then they're told after all the money's been taken from them that oh well you should help with climate change it's like i wasn't i wasn't the one so so being able to recalibrate how these things work how that's what Nadra Safiri stand for. Um, they're grounded in science and the healing power of aromatherapy. So my favorite is Tulia. They've got um, a scent called Tulia. That's a nice mix of bits. It's, yeah, it smells gorgeous. They've got candles um, and they've got uh, reed diffusers. So they'll be about after the show. I think it might be at the intermission as well if you haven't seen them already. So you can interact with them and they're at nadrasafiri.com. Um, yeah, Tuli, I've got it literally in my changing room right now to have everything smelling great. And not that I'm saying that you lot stink. Um, as in Sadler's, I'm not cussing nobody. The changing room was all right. Um, but just to add an extra kind of artisanal, beautiful, beautiful scent. You know, like them woody. More people are wearing oud now and them things there, innit? Yeah, everyone's trying to get class. So this gives you that vibe, that woody, gorgeous vibe where you feel sophisticated for wearing it. You walk into Tesco and you're like, I'm rich. So definitely check it out. Anyway, that's that. I've talked to you enough about the things. So I want to introduce somebody to you right now. A baby girl. A baby girl that when she says, ladies, shall we have some fun? Well, 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 this 
babe, Aloni is, you would have, if you've listened to the episode that Aloni was on, you know that I absolutely love this woman. I think that what she stands for, this feels like something to do with Michael Jackson is about to happen. <laughs> that was a horrible one. Um, so everything that Aloni stands for, I think is absolutely wonderful. Um, to watch her growth over the years and to see her incredible success, um, especially with the publication of her book, The Big Up. So let's bring out the baby girl, Aloni. We have guests and you're doing really well. Hey. <laughs> no, that was wonderful. Thank you so much. Aloni. Thank you. Can you see the 90s? The 90s <laughs> theme? Giving us SW. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. How are you feeling? Nervous. Ah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so your book is out on the 29th of September. Yes. Make sure you go get it, guys. The big O. Well, I I feel like when having you here, people would expect me to be like, oh, Aloni, let's talk about some sexy things. <laughs> let's talk about some nasty things. But I think we should just like chill. I want to, yeah, I feel like I want to chill. Nothing, nothing wild. Uh, sorry, I'm just going to interject here. We have Aloni here. And honestly, Aloni, I have seen your threads and they're really not safe for work. I saw you say, lady, shall we have some fun? And it was just terrible things that I read. Terrible. Anyway, I'd like some anonymous questions. So oh. could the audience go to slido, S-L-I-D-O dot com, <laughs> hashtag S-Y-M live and submit them. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. Get on there now. So Sally, well, I was happy to chill. Sally wants some anonymous questions. And while you submit your questions uh, on the hashtag SYM live at slido.com. Um, did I say comes? <laughs> sorry, sorry, mummy. My mum's there, by the way. Big up yourself. <laughs> oh, I thought she's gonna stand up. Oh, <laughs> She's wearing the color like your book. <laughs> Did you get a heads up? <laughs> nice. All right. So Annie's going to be screenshotting me um, the questions that you submit. While we're waiting for those, I would love for you to read us an excerpt of this book because people really need to take it seriously. We're talking about you as an expert. And I yes. love when black women are experts. Yes. Pick up yourself, Dr. Faraha. <laughs> I love when black women are experts. So let's have it. Absolutely. Oh, hello, guys. Honestly, I'm so nervous today. I don't know what is going on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, so yes, please make sure you go pre-order The Big O. It's yes. out on Thursday. Woo! My debut book. Um, so yes, here we go. Okay. I still remember denying ever touching myself at 14. When a friend would ask me during our lunch break in the school courtyard, we stare at each other, waiting for a sign that the other was lying. The truth was, I couldn't wait to race home and play with myself. 
It's why as soon as I got my first debit card in my mid to late teens, I bought my first huge dildo. A veiny black 12-inch dildo off the... (laughs) My mum is stressed! (laughs) Sorry, auntie. (laughs) It was a 12-inch dildo off this very dodgy and cheap site. I'm sure the material would be illegal to use for toys today. (laughs) It was fun to use, but extremely noisy and constantly needed new batteries. I also got caught with it in my bed by my landlady when I went to university. I was half asleep, having forgotten to put it away the night before when she knocked on my door. She was visiting to check the heating that I'd complained about. I couldn't really make out what she was saying to me because she was whispering and I was still pretty groggy. So I murmured that she could look at the radiator. Then I realized she was pointing at something because she said ever so faintly, you want to put that away? (laughs) I wasn't sure where my glasses were and I was barely conscious. But through my blurred vision, I realized that something was my ginormous dildo, which was occupying the other half of my bed. (laughs) Once I realized what it was she was referring to, I nearly died with absolute embarrassment. I quickly hid myself in the dildo underneath my duvet in utter humiliation until she left. Honestly, you couldn't pay me to play with that thing today. While this dildo was an important part of my self-discovery and understanding now that pleasure isn't always defined by the girth and length of a penis. Well, depending on who it's attached to. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. Are you all right there? (laughs) Okay. That was perfect. Thank you. I think that self-pleasure is something that people are ashamed to talk about. Why do you think it is? Do you know what? I think it's something that we've been taught isn't normal. If you think about religion, especially when you talk about like um, onanism, which is in the Bible, for example, we're told that masturbating is immoral. If you think about all the myths we've been told, it'll make you blind. Mm. I've been doing it for ages. I'm not blind. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that it's because um, society just looks down on it as a whole. I think a lot of people think that if you masturbate, it means you can't get someone as well. And that's not what masturbating is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about understanding your body um, so you can then teach your partner how to please you in the bedroom. So when you're with that person, or two, um, or three, depending how uh, freaky you guys... Said, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> you can teach them what it is you enjoy and how um, what pleasure looks like to you, essentially. No, I think that that's super important. Because yeah. I think that, especially when we think about women as well, it's this idea that you don't... You shouldn't pleasure yourself because all of you is saved to, to for ownership of by a man. Exactly. And so if you ever gained autonomy by knowing yourself inside and out, pause, um, that that would mean that you would critique more the um hetero you know, the heterosexual relationships that you end up in because you were like, I demand more. And we're yeah. seeing studies now that are saying that of course. Yeah, there's so many studies that are showing that women are not benefiting in the bedroom. And that's what the book is about, The Orgasm Gap. Yes, it's a play on my name, the big O, not the little one. Um, (laughs) It's also, it talks about so many gaps. It talks about the oral sex gap. Again, 
there's a big oral sex gap. Men are more than happy to be like, yeah, I expect her to go down on me. But then women are in their heads thinking, do does that look okay? Do Does my vulva smell all right? Yeah. And they're not able to voice that the pleasure should be beneficial to both parties. So they end up not even asking, oh, you know, are you going to go down on me? They just assume that it's not going to happen. So therefore it doesn't. So there's so many orgasm gaps with insects um, that happens. And yeah, it's just not really mutual, mutually beneficial for women right now. And that's what the book is about. And it helps stop that. It teaches you how to communicate in the bedroom. There's so many scripts in there that basically lay it down for you and show you how you talk to your partner in the bedroom so you can get rid of that orgasm gap and just make you feel confident in the bedroom as well. And yeah. I believe communication is just very important because if you can't communicate, why are you having sex? True. And I feel like once you have communicated and they make it clear that they don't want to meet your needs, at least you know where you stand. Exactly. You bounce. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. You bounce. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. So I'm just going to the questions that you've received. Um, one of them says, should I find a new job after kissing my married co-worker? <laughs> oh my God. Who is that? Raise your hand. Hell. Anyway, okay. Should you find a new job? I think you need to tell your partner. I mean, is the person no, in no, that? Just, are you, no, no. Are you, I might say, are you single? Are you single? No. Okay. If you're if you're single, then yes, tell your partner. If you're not, you don't need to look for a new job. I think just a kiss. I mean, who die of kiss? Like no, but this is but this is from the perspective of the. This is from the perspective of the person that I guess doesn't have a partner and they've kissed somebody who does have a partner. Who does have a partner. Yeah. Okay, if they do have a... Ooh, that's yeah, not should good. I, should I kiss and... Should I find a new job you, after kissing my married co-worker? Don't find a new job. I definitely think that you should just stay away for quite but some time. But do you think time. that's practical? It's not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Jonathan said no. <laughs> I definitely feel like you, you need to stay away. You but just what about ne- the Christmas parties? Do the Christ- they do the Christmas parties after the pandemic? Christmas parties, that's where everything happens. Yeah. People that you don't talk to suddenly want to start talking to you. Oh, wow. But it's mad because then when you come back after Christmas... Everyone pretends. That they don't know each other anymore. Right? <laughs> but you were trying to braid my hair in the toilet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so should they, should you, do you all think that they should find a new job? No. How no. many think, how many people think that they should find a new job? He should find a new job. He's the committed one. But I mean, how do we know the gender of the person? That is true. They should find a new yeah. job. Yeah. But you know, eh? <laughs> what do you mean? It doesn't matter what the gender of the person is. No, I'm just saying generally that we thought it, it was, you know, it was a guy. It was a guy. But it could be anybody. No, no, of course that's the. Uh, uh, what's your own? <laughs> Was it you? Yes. <laughs> Is this an English language class? I was just asking a simple question. Relax. We're all friends here. <laughs> so that's um and um everybody else thinks they should stay at the job. But why do you want them to stay at the job? Oh, it's a recession. That is true. That that, that makes sense. (laughs) Sexual tension. I don't know. 
Um, and then your next question was, how do I talk to a black man with a fragile ego that he isn't satisfying me sexually? Okay. Well, first things first, you need to get the big O because again, it breaks it down in there. I feel like all men like have some sort of ego when it comes to the bedroom. So I would definitely say that you should lead with what they're good at in the bedroom and say, do you know what? I really enjoy when you suck on my clit like this, but I would really prefer, (laughs) I would really prefer if you weren't just whacking or going at it when you're penetrating me, like, I think we should, maybe not say like that, but you know what I mean? You get where I'm going with this. Like, there's a way you lead. So start with a positive. So start with a positive and then work on into what you just want them to improve at and say, do you know what? I prefer it. So like a shit sandwich, like you say something yeah, positive at the beginning, yeah. something positive at it the end, like, and just dash it's it. It's like in the you middle. have to baby them sometimes, and I'm not for babying men. Don't get it twisted, but you have to think: How would I want them to tell me? But that's what I was about. Do you to get say, what I mean? Because so, some girls, we know that they're not great on top. I give it, yeah, that's they me. Get tired. I don't believe in getting on top. To be honest, <laughs> I, the so orgasm then, gap, and I'm getting on top. <laughs> So what if he was like, you know, I feel like you're a babe. I love you so much, but mm-hmm. your stamina, <laughs> your stamina is not giving. <laughs> like, you, I don't know if you need to do a couple of hill sprints or something. <laughs> Naturally, anybody would be hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I would want him to be like, babe, I really love it when you do this. But, you know, when, you're getting on, when you're getting on top, how about we try this technique instead? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's a good way. It's healthy. That's it's a healthy way. Healthy. Exactly. Because you're not bad at anything. I'm everything, you know? Like, exactly. We can't, be, we can't all be good at everything as well. Exactly. And I think, like, sometimes you have videos and things that set false expectations. Exactly. Um, oh, we have a very messy confession Ooh, is what's written here. I love the mess. <laughs> Do it. I cheat on my boyfriend. Wait, uh-uh, let me land. I cheat on my boyfriend with my pastor. one person (laughs) but I 
I mean, that's a lot. You really took it advantage is. of the fact that it was anonymous. <laughs> because, Omar, if that glitched, yeah. <laughs> if that glitched, and your number just flew up on the screen. <laughs> but I cheat on my boyfriend with my pastor. I changed church. The other person was saying, should I leave my workplace? Maybe they're even the same person. They first <laughs> came in. I kissed my married, my married co-worker. Um, I cheat on my boyfriend with my pastor. You know, yeah, allow it, allow it. I just feel like pastors as well. Like, name one sexy pastor. <laughs> pastor Shimolewa? <laughs> they're not even cute like that. I don't know what you lot are doing. I think it's the holy water. Allow it. I plan on stealing him from his wife soon. So you just went to church to cause controversy. When, you know, the pastor was there and he said, every spirit of disruption, every sp- And I would say, you were the spirit of disruption. You came and fucked up the base. Um, and I think yeah, that's that for all of the questions. Hey. Well... Aloni, thank you. Thank Author. you. Thank you Author. so much. Oh. Baby girl, yeah. come through. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh. This is Angel. This is my security for the evening. <laughs> Don't start nothing. There won't be nothing. I'm joking. It's all peaceful. Angel's wonderful. Um, thank you so much, Aloni. Thank you, you so much. Yes. Yes. And so we thought that we'd be ethical. Well, Annie thought that we'd be ethical. You know I'm a mess. Um, and so this is um these um flowers are from Page and Bloom, and they make them, they're not like them, they craft them from paper. They use paper. Yes, so you don't have to get the flowers and like let them die and you know, do that, do nothing with them. This can last forever. And we want them to be with your book and everything else. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much. Annie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so and much. I just want to say a big congratulations to you as well. <laughs> oh, Please you. give it up for Kalechi. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lodi. Well, how are you all feeling? Yeah, you that sent the message, you. I don't know how you're feeling. We'll talk about that one later. Anyway, this is now time for the intermission for you to go and freshen up. Do, somebody needs to do an outfit change. Coyote. All right. Go and freshen up, do your thing, and we'll be back in 15. All right, see you in a bit. Peace. So here I am, and you're listening to the live show. And I just wanted to pick up one of the sponsors of the podcast, and that is Skillshare. That's S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E. The babes over at Skillshare just want you to be able to turn your side hustle into something more if you want to. Whether you've been at it for decades or you're just getting started, it's never a bad time to explore how your passion could turn into a profitable side hustle. So they help you level up your skills because each Skillshare class is broken into bite-sized modules packed with actionable insights. Level up your e-commerce chops, branding skills, social media savvy, and so, so many more things with new classes that they're launching every week as well. So there'll always be something to try out. Skillshare classes are curated and polished for maximum impact. In under 60 minutes, you can learn more than you would in a whole weekend spent scouring YouTube. And you know, with YouTube, you can just end up going down one rabbit hole. So with Skillshare's uh, project-based 
community-driven format, you'll start applying your lessons right away and get feedback as you go along. So with one affordable yearly membership fee, you can unlock unlimited access to as many classes as you want and you can keep learning on the go with the Skillshare app. So visit Skillshare.com slash mind. That's S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E.com forward slash mind today to get your first month free. That's skillshare.com forward slash mind. Um, for one of the classes that you might think of trying out, because I wouldn't have been able to do this live show and have all of these people attend if it wasn't for building a smart online presence. And so there's a course on there called Start Your Creative Career, Build a Sharp, Smart Online Presence by Sonia Rasula. So whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, you just go and check it out. Skillshare.com forward slash mind. <laughs> well, now that you're back from the intermission, I hope you had time to mingle, grab yourself a drink, maybe do somebody's braids. <laughs> I can't, what? That was, I was being lovely. Anyway, let's get Kalechi, Kalechi back on stage. Come on, girl. It's the fence from the honey woman This baby boys, baby girls You need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, we see this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are gonna sip it up Hot time's calling for your long shorts You might learn something I never know Collect you mind And she's one of a kind I say mine, say mine Um, I did strategically because I didn't cream my heel back. <laughs> We're back again. And what a great intro from Sally. Oh, yes. Thank you to House of Adua. Lanray is so lovely. Lanray, are you here? Hi, Lanray. Thank you, Lanray. Lanray is one of the sponsors of this evening. House of Adua is um, her brand. So these lip tints, I think we've got the blue one. It's in some um, goodies, some some bags that I'll have for you all later, as well as the Nadra Safiri um, bits as well. But I love this house of Adua that is all made in small batches, ethically, beautifully, like time is taken on them using the best quality ingredients. So I really suggest you get involved. When we talk about supporting Black-owned brands, because I really tried to support some and they played with me today. But that's by the by, but House of Adua, absolutely beautiful, beautiful products. Go and check it out. Especially there's a balm that I really like to use on my lips. Yeah. So as well. Because <laughs> I talk a lot. And you know that when you talk a lot, your lips can feel extremely dry. So yeah. So check out the, you've got these lip tints, but you've actually got balms. You've got things that you can use on your body as well. And I just think that Lanray is an absolute baby girl. So we should all be supporting the team. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So now that we move into the second half of the show, I'm going to need you involved more. So start thinking about what you want to say for So You Mad. Straw of the week. Yeah, because I'm I, you lot up there. I don't know how you're going to make it down there because I don't think we've got mics up there. But there are mics. They're down. Sorry. Um, anyway, I've talked, I've talked, I've talked. We've got our next guest. Now, you know this baby boy. If there is a leaky roof, he's on it. Flooding, he's on it. 
And I've talked about Quajo on the podcast before. I have mentioned him on the podcast before. But it's really, we re- and he was here at the last live show, in, not here, but you know, at Bloomsbury Theatre. And this has actually over double the audience this time around. So, household name and that, prick. So... <laughs> He was here at the last live show um, in the audience and you all rightly, you know, rightly picked him up. I thought that it would be really, really important to get him on stage today so we can have a conversation that we can talk about all of the things, right? So without much further ado, Kwejo Twenaboa. Hello, guys. (laughs) David. Thank you. Thank you. Join me. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so, like, I, I, I was thinking about all the things that you do. You're going up and down, up and down, up and down. Yes, my back down. hurts from going up and down. Up and down, up and down. You're racing up and down. <laughs> and, you know, you're really doing a lot for this country. Yeah. Sacrifice. Mm. Duty. You see how it works? You see how it works? You see that words mean things? So, I thought that it's only right that we... Actually, and I don't want to impede on anyone's freedom to do whatever, but I think it's only right that we do have the national anthem at this time. So, I mean, if you want to stand, you don't have to stand, but I think that it's um, important for us to all oblige at this time. National anthem, please! If you're talking the hardest, geeks bear proper for your forces and artists. Jeez! Talk in the market, everybody wants to know where walking the park is. Walking the party, sporting the money. For the crowds who snorting my Charlie Shorted the bar, time to sort the panani Chicks looking at me like Talk, talk to me, me darling, darling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Calm down, uh, you were saying the rest of the words The song will start, relax Just continuing I don't know why they didn't play that, you know, the other day At the Queen's funeral, I was That's... expecting them If what? I was at what? Westminster <laughs> Westminster Abbey, that would be the first song on Like honestly more people would have watched. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Should have got it right. Balanced it out. Should have brought it in their I love that because <laughs> some of you started to doubt me. <laughs> some of you started to doubt me. I saw you go, we've lost her. <laughs> they get one book deal and they're fucking off. <laughs> so... Glad that you, some of you held on hope though, like she's not going to fuck this up. There you go. Anyway. Oh, not me matching the chair. I have to say, one second. Can we give it up for her outfit? Can oh. we give it up? Can we give it up? What? I feel like we need a minute silence. You came to kill. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you so much. This was designed by the baby girl, Maya, if you're not mm. following her. Maya Scarlett. Absolutely wonderful. I love her so much. So. Yes. You've been busy. (sighs) You're telling me. You've been busy. You've been busy. And um, I love that for you. I feel like we should take a moment to just really appreciate you because you've been doing the things. You're 23, 24? Mm, 23, 23. 23. I should be out partying, right? Getting drunk. Not remembering the night before. You're leather trouser. You should be enjoying your leather trouser. (laughs) Instead, you're doing the work of this government. Yes. So, I mean, I know. Not my nipples. (laughs) 
My nipple was trying to escape like Boris Johnson was trying to escape his duties. That's it. That is it. <laughs> but no, I, I've talked about you on a podcast before and I've yeah. talked about your journey, but would you um, mind taking us through how all of this happened? Because it was from your own personal experience that yeah. you got into being such an incredible, formidable um, housing campaigner. I don't, I don't really want to limit you in that because you're funny and we both love Bob Risky. Yeah, that's it. You're Bob Risky's favourite, right? <laughs>
Um, and I phoned them up one day. I was spending more time at work in a school, in my office, phoning Clarion, the housing provider, um, up trying to get them to um, sort out the work. Then I was actually doing the work itself. And one day picked up the phone to me and they said, they turned around, we're really busy. No one's coming out, put the phone down to me. So I said, okay, that's fine. I said, that was the, the, the moment I thought, then really not going to listen. I said, the next person to call you is going to be a journalist. And it was, it was ITV National News. And I promised them that. And since then, I've been going around the country disgracing. I mean, that day, my CEO, I'm a housing association. My, my um, housing officer didn't care for me. He didn't want to do no work. A matter of days later, when ITV come down now and done a two-week um, investigation exposing the conditions on the estate, because I went around all of my neighbours, because what happened was my CEO came out and said in a statement when it was just my story, you all remember the thread of just my... Um, the images of my house. They turned around and said, well, sorry, Quajo feels as though he hasn't received the service he deserved. I said, that's fine. I said, that's fine. That same day after school, I went around every single house in my state, 500 homes, and got pictures and videos inside their homes and shared it. ITV then came down and everyone from the housing officer that was useless on my estate, all the way up to Claire Miller on her £450,000 per year, whatever it is that she's on, knew who I was. And ever since, I've just given them hell and help to other housing providers too. Thank you, guys. That is a lot. Because I remember, like, when you were trying to amplify this and you were like, please share this, please share this. And I looked at it and I was just like, this is wild mm. that people yeah. are living like this and then when you showed us more and more people in that situation mm. I thought ooh mm. and I'm saying ooh but in, in the home that we've grown up in there were similar things and you're telling them and they're like well sorry you're poor bitch yeah, yeah. you know like that's the energy that they yourself. give you right. like it's your problem get on with it right. and it shouldn't be that way I feel like we're paying taxes we're doing all of these things I say that but at the same time fam if I wasn't paying any fucking taxes you still you still need to do it's your a job human right, do your right? job it's a human right yeah. a decent home and I mean, I've had, I've had very, very sort of big people reach out. I've had people that are verified on social media saying they're living in these sorts of conditions. I've had rappers reach out. I feel I've, like that was shade. I had, I had, I had loads. <laughs> I had loads. I've had loads of people reach out saying they live in similar conditions. And the thing is, it's a basic human right. We're paying rent. They want their rent. We're paying our taxes. If they can't even get the fundamentals right. Yeah. I mean, NHS, education, I think housing are the three pillars, the most important thing for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Within housing, it's not treated the same. I mean, I'm saying that. Look at the state of the NHS and education right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's the three pillars, yet they don't treat it like so. And even the CEOs, I mean, I get, and this is why, not just housing, any CEO that I come across, I don't understand. Just because you've got the title of CEO and manager, it doesn't mean you can speak to people like shit. That's because you can get flogged. That's it. Anybody That's can it. get flogged at any motherfucking time. That's and it. I need these people to remember that. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Anybody can get motherfucking flogged at any motherfucking time. MP, politician, Boris Johnson, you name Liz, it, anyone. Liz, trust. Pretty Patel. Trust me, daddy. <laughs> That's it. That pretty, that. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I could say a lot more than that. <laughs> but, you know, you... You make a great point because yeah. I think that, again, it goes back to the... That's why I wanted the song that I... You know, my Kalechi mix at the beginning of the show. I mm. wanted it to be what it was because the reverence that people have for the monarchy, they forget that that trickles down. They love the word trickle down. Mm. It trickles down into everything. Like This life, especially in this country, is a fucking pyramid scheme mm. and people aren't deep in it and you're happy to be licking the boot that's on your neck or mm. because, oh, yeah, but, you know, repre- hashtag representation. 
that class your quarter doesn't represent. <laughs> can, can we quickly quickly talk about that? Because yes. I've said this is this is the one the biggest thing that I think pisses me off within politics at the moment, especially with the last two governments, is that they decided that they wanted to use diversity and they've decided to use black people and brown people, put them in positions as token gestures so that they can't be accused of racism for their absolutely discriminatory policies. And they think it's acceptable. Absolutely, it's racist. Absolutely, it's discriminatory. Just because you put a person of colour who's not from our backgrounds or doesn't represent us in power doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, they're talking about diversity, diversity in parliament. Where's um, the working class diversity? Where's the class diversity? The class diversity, but also that class diversity also has to be sprinkled with an understanding of race because that girl, that one from up north, always (laughs) running her mouth. Rayna. It's that one. She from up north. Is that Angela Rayna? That one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, always saying like wayward things. And I'm like, I get it that you're not one of these lot because your class is different or however you Mm. claim, but you always have this oversight when it comes to like black, people like you're always missing just that bit but you make a great point and about the fact that we have representation and um that's meant to make us feel like um, racism is over but this is why bell hook specifically says that we need to stop talking about racism and we need to start talking about white supremacy because that is still prevalent even when white people are not around You know, and people don't want to have those conversations because it's so easy. Like I said earlier, through to um, the tarot, it's so easy to kind of focus on this thing and be like, this is the thing. But what about you? Like, what what are you not learning that you need to learn about this situation that would help us, basically? And ultimately, this is why I have a problem when campaigns are based on support me because I'm like you. America does that a lot. Like, oh, support Kamala Harris, support this person, support that person. But... I'm going to, it's not about what you look like or to me, it's like, what, what do you do? What have you done? Yeah. Because when I look at your record, your record's very mad. Mm. When you, again, I mentioned earlier about Obama, like I'm not out here saying that, oh, I'm a Republican. And mm. not in the US sense, in the U, UK sense, like getting rid of the monarchy, I'm all for that. Mm. Right. But what I'm saying is that like, I feel like a lot of people are shagged and they're shagged because look at Labour right now. Mm. What did that that op say that he wants people to sing um, the national anthem at the Labour Party conference. The one that they didn't invite me to. Oh. Mm. But the Conservatives do. He is an op. Like. Mm. Right. Like, how are you head of the Labour Party and you're just a prick? <laughs> like, there are so many more well-deserving people who are members of the Labour Party right now, like, like MPs and what. Diane, mm. but Diane, I love Diane. Dawn, that's my G. <laughs> Dawn Butler, that's my G. I like Dawn. Dawn says it as it is. And like, imagine being thrown out of parliament for calling, calling Boris Johnson a liar. What should oh. I call him then? Mm. How is it not okay to call a spade a spade? That's it. Like he lied. So if somebody lies, what are they? Mm. Amen. There you have it. But um, no, I just think that what you're doing is phenomenal. Um, but I want to check in on like you. Mm. Like, how are you? Because you said 2020 and now we're in 2022. Mm. You haven't had time. Have you had time? I'm, have you had time to even have a moment to process all of those things? Because I think that you're working and you're working almost off adrenaline, but people, yeah. and I, I find that with what I do, 
people check in on you. But then at the same time, you don't always want to tell people what you're going through. Yeah. But it is important to check in on you because I don't think you've had a moment to just catch your breath. No, and I think I'm more honest with it now. I think back in the beginning, I wasn't. I was arguing with my family and whatnot, especially after my dad passed away. And I think one thing that my housing provider robbed me of was my ability to grieve for my dad and his loss because it had happened straight after. I mean, the day of his funeral that had happened. And since then I've sorted, sort, and I do, I admit it now, I use the work that I do in order to keep me distracted from what it is that has happened because in my dad's situation, I wasn't able to help him. I wasn't able to save him from that situation. His cancer became the priority, but I know if, and sometimes I say to myself, oh, would I give up everything now to, to speak with him or be with him or see him? And sometimes I'm like, yes, but I know he wouldn't want me to because I've been able to help people and help get so many people out of the situations that they are based on um, his story. But no, I haven't. The bottom line is I haven't really had a break. Even when I went to Ghana to see my grandma for the first time, I said to myself, I'm switching off my phone. I'm not messaging anyone. But then I was, I was in, um, I was in, I was in a supermarket then. I'm taking calls from tenants over here, trying to help them all the way from Ghana. Um, and I don't think I will be able to switch off. I mean, it's going to be really, really hard, but I'm at a much better place going into people's homes that are living in disrepair, being able to take them out of that and see their lives change for the better and I've had them message me and say you've honestly changed my life that is what um makes me happy now I mean I I do it for free I do it off my own back I'm not paid for it but even if someone offered me money for it I I wouldn't want to because the satisfaction I get from getting people out those situations and knowing what it was like will forever be more than any amount anyone um could give me I think we need more people caring I think not just saying it not just sticking on their websites they care about their tenants or um, when Grenfell happens, we see MPs and politicians line the streets saying black, saying how terrible it is. But five years later, why am I out here saying the same things those Grenfell tenants saying that they weren't listened to and tenants are still screaming the same things? Were lessons learned? From what I've seen, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, you're totally right. And it it really does blow my mind that mm. every time... Like Grenfell could happen, they could tell us that 70 people died and that's it but even if one person died fam you fucked it yeah you know now you said 70 you fucked it Mm. 70 times right but then now when we consider the undocumented people Mm. and all of the people that you want don't want to take accountability for like there's so much that goes like on under our noses that we're just like i think that sometimes as you say there is a way that I think as the collective, we, um, a collective, we distract ourselves because mm. to face what is happening, the magnitude of what is happening can feel like really, really overwhelming. Yeah. Um, even when you mentioned about the NHS, education, accommodation, it's not by accident that they're fucked. It's by design. Because if education's fu- um, fucked, privatize it. If the NHS is fucked, privatize it. If accommodation is fucked, privatize it. That way, people can charge us whatever they like, mm. whatever they feel like, because they'll be like, look, if you don't want this one, go and go to that one over there. Right. Go and afford that one over there. That's really where they're heading towards. Mm. They want to defund. They, they hate the word defund when mm. it's about, you know, the things that they enjoy, but they want to defund all of these things, run them into disarray. So then we're forced to go and seek private care, mm. forced to go and seek it's private accommodation money. because that's one of the things that they'll say to you. That's the underlying thing sometimes that's when it. you call and you're like, I've got an issue with this. Mm. Well, you know, if you just went and got a private accommodation, yeah. Yeah. maybe you wouldn't be dealing with that. 
But landlords, private landlords are wild <laughs> and people aren't regulating them. They're not no. regulated. And they're charging stupid amounts of money yeah. for, in some cases, a shed yes. size room. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So there's a lot. There's a lot in this life. And I think that fun is necessary. Mm. What do you do that brings you joy? Uh, what do I do to do? What do I do that brings me joy? You test singlets. Yeah. Uh, I do. I enjoy that. I don't enjoy, <laughs> honestly, I sit at home. People think I'm out and about. I'm not. I'm at home and I'm looking, I'm reading, I'm reading just to see who I can drag next <laughs> in politics. Um, I like to paint. So I paint too. And I, before all of this, I, I before all of this campaigning work, I did want to be an artist. That was, and I still do. Your Rihanna painting is yeah, incredible. Thank you. Did thank Rihanna you. ever see it? She didn't. Fenty Beauty did. And um, Edward, I'm going to pronounce his name. Any Yes, from Vogue. British yeah. Vogue saw it. So yeah. I went and done a little video down there. And then... Um, we need to really... Yeah. I mean, Rihanna, I still if you're not going to bring, bring out music, can you just take this painting? Yeah, exactly. Give me some money. Yeah. Just a bit. But again, so do you have a full-time job? This is my full-time job. That you're job. not being paid That's for. That's it, yeah. And <laughs> this is the thing. And the, the Tories holler at you quite a bit, innit? Oh, all of them. Yeah. And so I feel like people are really happy to use your services. They want to use your passion. They want to use your things, but people aren't paying you. Like, I love love that you're doing it from the heart, but people open your fucking purse. Because they want you to be doing consultancy, consultancy. Pay, you pay a consultant. Consultancy money. It's true. It's true, but I... I, I, When you lot listen to this, (laughs) you Tory complexes... (laughs) If I hear that you're not paying Quajo, me too, I will join in with the singletary. Because <laughs> I'm retired. No, it's it's true, but I'm, I I enjoy what, like, I, even if I wasn't, I'd enjoy doing what it is that I do. I don't know how long I'll be able to sustain it for, exactly. but for now, I, for now I am, and for now I can. I mean, in the beginning, it was my student loan that I was using to get around. And that's with. actually what I want to talk about. When you were doing all of this, 2020, mm. um, you were still studying. Yeah, so, so I planned you, to drop out, but I went back. I decided to go back and I was studying my last year of uni. Amen. So I was in lectures. I mean, I did. I passed. I got a 2-1, which Ooh! I was glad about. And which I was glad. I honestly thought I'm going to have to resit because I was there. There I was in lectures. And on my way on the coach, I had to go up three times a week. National Express there and back seven oh. hours. Even for sometimes it was just a one-hour lecture. And um, I was sending emails to MPs, to housing landlords, to tenants. And I was sat, I wasn't even listening to the, how how I passed, I don't know till today. I don't know. I really, really don't. But yeah, I mean, I was very committed at that time because it was just, it was so close to what had gone on. And I think because I was at my lowest then, people were saying, oh, take time out for yourself. Don't be too stressed in this. But I know what stress was because of what happened with my dad and that whole situation. So nothing could have been more stressful than that. And I was getting, a rush out of it in in a, in a way um, when I was getting things done people moved out of their homes within 24 hours that I'd been complaining for 10 years um, I, in, I, I, in, I did enjoy it and it gave me satisfaction it meant that I, what I was doing was working and I mean I have to give a shout out to everyone that follows me on social media and that shared from the very very, very beginning because I could have been on social media and screaming into thin air but the fact that you guys and you guys don't even realise even a simple retweet or a like and sharing it to your thousands of followers or hundreds of followers that is what caused reactions from these housing providers because they didn't want to be shamed. It's the big, it's the most expensive thing for an organization. Shame is That's it. And it was down to you guys. So I'm all, I'm forever grateful because it's been you guys that have changed these tenants' lives. Amen. Yeah. I've just been driving the vehicle. You guys have been the engine that's powered that. So I'm forever grateful. And I know they are too. They yeah, really, really thank are. Thank you. Thank you. 
And that's really true. So now for um, any questions from, not questions. So you mad, you know that this is like the pop culture bit. We'll get into straw of the week. You're staying with me for straw of the week? Yes, yeah, yes, definitely. Yes, because I, I think that you want to fling a straw to Clarion House. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need um, to get them up. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with them. I really wanted Kemi bad enough. Um, mm. So, um, so you mad? Any so you mad things that I've missed this week? What's been happening in pop culture? Ah, huh? Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Mm. Oh. oh, oh yeah, I heard about that. Oh, Damn. um, who wants to be? So now we have our correspondent <laughs> on the st- from one of the seats. Could you please come at a, 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 la- a person in orange? Is that a lady in orange? Needs to fill us in. On what happened with Adam Levine, we need a breakdown. Ladies and gentlemen, the pressure is getting worse. And worse. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. My name is Daniela. So in pop culture history, Adam Levine, powerfully, with audacity and caucasity, decided that he will enter into the internet and disclose. In fact, rather, no, some girl on TikTok went to say that ah, I've been DMing this married man. He's married to a Victoria's Secret model. And um, he sent a message that his wife is pregnant and he wants to name the baby after me. <laughs> is there a problem with that? Her name is Summer, by the way. Summer is a nice name, sorry, but that name is now gone. Anyway, Adam Levine then responded and said, oh, at the end of it, you know, I'm sorry, I sent flirtatious messages, eh? <laughs> at the end of it, he said, um, we'll get through it. You and who is getting through what? <laughs> you and who is getting through what and where? Who and what and where? Who and what and where? What is going on? So, Adam Levine was disgraced. We learned that uh, cheating is not on the game. Please stop cheating. Uh, much, and when you compare, I mean, we hate to compare, but at you sense, you says Instagram, don't you know they can screenshot? Ah, anyway, that's what happened in pop culture history. So, yes. ITV need to hire her. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to our on the ground correspondent for that. Impassioned. Beautiful. Relaying of these week's events. Thank you. What else have I missed on So You Mad? Kanye? Huh? Nia Long! Do I have a correspondent to fill me in on what happened with Nia Long? Is that another cheating? Is somebody running down? Oh, somebody's running. We have, a, we have a correspondent on the ground. They're, they're in the mix of it. Cameraman, follow. They're in the mix. One moment. Oh, they're making their way. Oh, God. Oh, 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 God. Oh, wow. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, ah. Uh. Dear correspondent, could you please tell us your name and fill us in? Shakira, Glasgow. Okay. Shakira, all the way from Glasgow, could you tell us what happened with Nia Long? Thank you. <laughs> As people and as who we are, 
Neil Long. Does that name mean anything to you? So she met a man. She got engaged. They never got married. They had kids. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey. A bystander is also providing information and intel at this time. Please hold on. Anyway, she's like moving her life to Boston. There's an assistant who's helping, who works for the company that he... Celtics, Boston Celtics. So is he the coach of the Celtics? Yes! What was that? Can you imagine? Who have I got? Have I got another correspondent? Hi, Kalishia, I love you. <laughs> okay, so we have... I'm, I think we've got some helicopter images. We've got... <laughs> got a correspondent. Khadija. Khadija. Yes, okay. So, could you both please... Khadija, Bounce you, it with each other you, and... Can you remind in. me his name? Because no, the carry audacity... On, carry on. No, no, you got it. Carry no, on. No, Khadija, the audacity... His name, I'm like... Imagine. <laughs> I forget his name. We don't need to know it. Is he Nigerian? No! I th I th no, but I think they're split on this one because you said that he was raised. Anyway, can you imagine he was raised? Can you imagine Nigerian? cheating on a whole Nia Long? Nia. Beyonce, was, Beyonce was cheated on. I was like, ah, there's no hope left in the world. Nia With Long. I was two like, oh. co-workers. Two. He cheated. Two. He, he cheated on Nia with two co-workers. Two co-workers. He works with Nia Long, and he cheated. Doesn't matter. He cheated on Nia Long. Where two. Do where do we go from this? All right, so I'm going to need you both to help me out on this one. And I, I feel like I've run out of mics, so somebody might need to project. I have an issue with... Nia Long. No, I don't have an issue with Nia Long. I have an issue with... What do I have an issue with? I don't have an issue. Fuck, you know. I need to rebrand because that was too... You know, we're too quick with that. Men, you hate them. Men. I have an issue. No, no. Um, no, I have. I said that too flippantly. No, that's not what I was focusing on. Not the cheating. No, I have an issue with us thinking about um, going with desirability. Yes. As a means that somebody can't, somebody's attractiveness as a means for them to not be cheated on. Well, that's what I'm why saying. they're going wild, Kaleshi, because he's good looking. Not him. No, the fact that we're like, you mentioned Beyonce, right? No, no, no. no. You mentioned no, no, Beyonce. No, 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 It wasn't the attractiveness. That's not what I'm talking about. It's like these women who, we don't look up to them because of the attractiveness. We look up to do them. Do we not? Let's do it. Let's go there. Let's I go there. Me, pers me personally, I don't. I'm okay. like, you know, the values that they embody. Lorraine. Not, I'm not talking about Ciara's on, prayer. Do you know don't what I mean? Don't be from there, Lorraine. Let's go. Let's go, Lorraine. <laughs>
listen to the song, Me Alone. That's the song. It's very apt to talking about cheating and singing Mary J. Blige. Yeah. But we have a thing of thinking, oh my God, Beyonce got cheated on. She's too good to be cheated on. When you clock that cheating is abuse, you will realize that no one is too Amen. good to be cheated on. No one is too good to be cheated on. Because cheating involves lies, deceit, gaslighting, emotional neglect. It has nothing to do with the woman or the man or the non-binary that's being cheated on. It has everything to do with the cheater. So this whole thing of, oh my God, and I saw the outrage. Me alone. How could he cheat on her? She's amazing. She's amazing. Bruh. We're all near long. <laughs> we are all near long. We're all near long. We're all near long. We're all Beyonce. We're all like it can happen. Anybody can get God. Yeah. Anybody can get God. And I think that's something important that you raise about desirability politics because we think... Use, pop it here. Sorry, I've got Invisalign as well. I'm trying to... No, no, oh. just, <laughs> yeah, gang, gang. Kalechi, two weeks and I cannot eat. I'm sorry. It will ease off. It will ease off. I'm Hang trying. In I'm Hang trying. In Hang in there. I'm trying. But we all have this idea of they're too good to be cheated. How could Jay-Z cheat on Beyonce? Look She's amazing. <laughs> but when... Lord, when you realize anybody can get God, yeah. that is it. End of. Thank you. And that was our um, impromptu correspondent making her way all the way from um, the dancery. <laughs> Greatly appreciated. Thank you. All right, so that's so you mad. You filled me in. I know the things because trust me, I was trying to sort all of this with my incredible team that helped me to put this show on. So I really, I saw the things, but I wasn't really paying attention to the things, you know? So now let's go to Straw of the Week. Straw of the Week. Straw of the Week, the segment that you let us know who deserves a straw to suck their mum. Kwasi Akwateng. So anybody that has a straw, well, I said anybody. A few people who have a straw, you know where the mics are on your side. You know where the mics are down here. Prepare yourself. Do you have a straw? There's many. There's many. Oh, let's we go. Start? Let's go. Take the floor. Well, um, there's Kwasi Akwateng for one. Yeah. He's this week. Yeah. Last month, Boris Johnson. Yeah. Because I feel like he's got a really, really light. With how he's messed this country up. People can't afford bread. And my man's on holiday with his belly out. Enjoying himself. <laughs> just out in Spain somewhere. Where is he? Where is he? We're all suffering now. But then I think that goes for politics in, in, in general. Like, I don't know if it's um, the coke they're snorting off of the toilets in Westminster or what it is. Oh! But I don't understand why they're introducing policies that they, as politicians... Very wealthy individuals assume it's going to benefit the majority of working class people without actually going out and speaking to anyone that it's going to affect. I really don't understand. They're not informed whatsoever. They need to be making, and I've said this from the beginning, even my work, I wouldn't be here dealing with poor housing 
if they had gone out decades ago and spoken to people in social housing and asked them, you know what, what do you think? But well, isn't that what the Labour Party were meant to be for? And so where, where are we now? That's what, you, I mean, you understand why I get at them every single other day on social media? Like, I mean, today, for example, I, I tweeted about the, the fact that, I'll say it again, Conservatives invited me to their conference. But the party that's supposed to represent the people haven't. And for me, it was a bit disgraceful because, I mean, I keep my political opinion out of the work that I do. But for so many out there that are suffering right now, they're going to be out there not being able to feed their kids, not being able to buy bread, not be able to top up their gas and electric. But in two years' time now, it's going to be the same MPs that come out and beg them, beg them, make them promises and ask them for their votes. What have you done? We need to stop asking. We need to start asking them. What have you done? That's what we need to ask them. What have you actually done in your time? The last four years, the last the last twelve years. What have you been doing? And that goes for all parties, not just Labour, not just Conservatives. And another question: Where's our taxes going? I mean, seven hundred and fourteen billion pounds was collected last year. Where's the money? Where's the money? Ah, the Queen's funeral. The Queen's funeral. Mm. We didn't even get a sandwich. The Cayman Islands. The Cayman Islands. Yeah. That's where I need to I be going. I told you, life as we know it, we're in a pyramid scheme and we need to clock very, very quickly because we're being taken for mugs and we've been, being, we've been taken for mugs for a really, really long time and we really need to really level up. If, if I could continue with my opening song when it was getting really high, I had some lyrics in there that you would have really enjoyed. Um... Where are my straws of the week? Who's got a straw for the week for me? Somebody in yellow? Yeah, come up. And I need the energy, energy. Um, where do I have Hello. another straw as well? Up there? Hello. Hello. Hello, yeah. Where's the straw? I'm up here. You're up there. Over here. To, to your left, 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 to the left, to the left. All right. Okay, cool. All right. So you hold on there. This person in yellow is going to go. Come through. Hello. Hello. My name is Kathleen. I'm from Connecticut. Kathleen, Connecticut been, is back. I've been looking for you. Did you collect your package? I did. Okay. Thank you. I literally saw the email 10 minutes before I picked up my stuff. So I was like, thank you for coming from Connecticut. Yes. <laughs> I brought my partner with me. She's great. I love you, babe. Hey, boo. Um. <laughs> um so I have a straw for the United States oh. as well as France and anybody else who has profited off of my people's back. I am Haitian and there are a few things that really piss me off about America and France and how they have impoverished my country so much. Like there are protests every day. People are burning down buildings. They are, there's looting everywhere, kidnapping, ransoms. To take it personal, some of my family has been taken from this world and taken hostage before from all of this unrest because the people are poor and we have, our people are resilient and we are tired. Seeing my people get whipped at the border, I'm tired. So fuck France, give me my fucking money. Fuck the United States, give me my fucking money. And A, 
very, 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 very special straw to the DuPont family. They are very old money in the U.S. and they owned my mother's side. So give me my fucking money. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen. Um, where's the person to the left? To the let's go. Let's get it. Um, I'm a bit nervous, but I'm also like one sheet to begin because I've had a white wine spritzer. So <laughs> a white wine spritzer. Got you licked. Let's go. <laughs> a lightweight is a lightweight. So I'm speaking. <laughs> My straw of the week goes to the fantastically trusty, dusty British public. Uh, I wasn't going to say nothing, but to every, in the words of the beautiful Kelechi, crusty Jankro, who went and stood on a line to watch a box, a box that was probably empty. And cry about somebody's grandmother that isn't your own, you fool. And leave marmalade motherfucking sandwiches when we're in a famine crisis because we have no fucking food. Paddington Bear is from fucking Peru. He's an immigrant, you dumb fucks. An immigrant that you've all taken and you think belongs to you. Shut the fuck up. I love you, Kalechi. Are those all my straws? Thank you. Oh, I've got one over here. Okay. Is that Coyote? No, Craig in the second outfit. Coyote, come and let me see. Come now. I need to see this outfit on stage. Oh. Oh. Before I begin, this is an excellent show and I'm vibing this. Thank you, Kaleshi, for everything, in every way, shape and form. I'm going to try and keep this brief. My straw is going to go to white environmentalists. And more specifically, there's white environmental climate scientists who claim that black people don't know what they're doing. So, let, you know what? Let me play my card. So, um, I'm a climate scientist by training. I've had to sit in all of those lectures. You know, the COP26, the we're all going to die in X amount of time. Yeah, I've sat in a lot of those meetings. So why is it that all of the solutions that they want to do to solve the climate crisis still involves exploiting black people? So why is it that when we talk about climate, that we are still doing it from the perspective of, oh yeah, we don't acknowledge the prison system. We do not acknowledge the fact that people are still being exploited. We do not explore all of these different ideas. Why is it that people aren't talking about race when it comes to climate? And the thing is, I'm also going to do a Share Your Magnificent, which is a very weird place to do it. So there's an organization called the Racial Justice Network, led by a person called Penny, who, for context, is doing her PhD whilst also leading decolonizing work in climate sciences. And the reality is, is that more people need to listen to this because if they don't, we're all going to get fucked anyway. So anyways, that's my straw. My environmentalists do better. Wonderful. So, 
Is that it for the straws? Because I feel like, oh, and now you're warming up. See, you know we're trying to be shy earlier. You think I don't know you. You think I don't know. So we've got somebody up there. Grab a mic. And we've got somebody over here. Have you got a mic? Come through. So somebody up there. You Have you got the mic yet? And then we've got somebody here. I got the mic. All right, one moment. So we'll do this. Oh, yes. Yes. Come through. You are wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you to you as well. Thank right? you. I just want to say, Kay, will you call him KC3? Yes, KC3. Not paying inheritance tax. Oh, tax. Think about how much money he's got. But your family leaves you money and they'll come and drag it from your nose. <laughs> wow. Come, uh, wait, you come through, over here, up there. Yeah, and then you can, yep. Did you get a mic up there? Okay. Is it my turn? Yeah, your turn. Thank you. So I'd like to start by saying, fuck Dr. Lola Fukuya. I'm a Shinvel practicing New Cross. The NHS, fuck you too. The monarchy, fuck you too. White supremacists, fuck you. Die slow, motherfuckers. My mouth will make sure all your kids will know not to fuck with black people. Colorism, fuck you too. That's it. Thank you. You literally covered every base. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, let's go. Oh, Sarah. Hey, hey, how's everyone? Thank you. 
You look amazing. Okay, so, Kwejo, before you leave me, yeah. what have you got coming up? I don't even know if I'm meant to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway, because you know We're me, I like to... friends. <laughs> yeah, I like to break <laughs> rules. Um, but if anyone's interested in housing or the poor conditions that I've been highlighting on social media, I am presented in a Channel 4 documentary. Woo! Filming's finished. It's a madness. Oh. It's a madness. Let me just say sewage. Uh, And it's out at the end of October, November time. So it'll be on social media. So yeah, feel free to watch. It'll give you an idea of what it is that I do. Thank you, Quajo. Quajo, everybody. Right, so I'm going to finish off with my straw, which might bring the mood down a bit, but I just think that it's really important to highlight this. Um, the killing of Masa Amini, and for those who, um, for those who don't know, um, Masa, young woman, um, that she, was, she apparently wasn't wearing her hijab correctly, and she was then taken by the, um, what they're called, Morality police, who then took her away from her brother because she was with her brother at the time. She's Kurdish. Um, where were they? In Iran. In Tehran, yeah. Um, and so they, she was taken away from her brother who was with her at the time. And next thing they know, she's in hospital. And initially the hospital posted that she was severely brain damaged upon arrival um, because of how badly they must have beaten her because they said that they wanted to take her for readjustment, is it? Or just like getting her under manners, basically, for not wearing her hijab the way that they wanted her to wear her hijab. Um, I'll read some of this that I've got now and then I'll fill you in more. So the reason I'm highlighting it is because I don't, I believe that as a woman, navigating the world that I, the way that I'm navigating it, all of you were incredible enough to show up tonight for me, like singular, like just this one person that's always just talking on a podcast. I initially... I, I know I say it all the time, but I remember I was setting my intentions with um, the winter solstice. I think it was 2017 or whenever. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast and um, it will be great if like 200 people listen. And then we're in 2022 and all of you are here. And that means so much to me. Because sometimes you feel like you're going to say things and we're not always going to agree on everything, do you get me? But it's the fact that you're willing to ride with me as I go through the learning, we're learning together and that you trust me with your time because time, none of us know how much we have of it. Yeah, every Monday you're listening to the podcast, you're trusting me with your time. And to me, that is one of the most important things that we have. So that means more to me than, of course, I know that you spent your key to buy tickets, of course, right? But even now, what's more important is that you gave me your time. I still took the money. But, um, <laughs> but, but you, get, you get what I mean. Like that is what, you know, is of value to me. So if I have this platform to be able to shed light on what other women are going through, anybody's going through really, you know, I'm always saying baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries, what anybody's going through that I know that I can use my platform to amplify, then that's what I'm going to do. And um, it's important to highlight also that while in Iran, 
women are protesting and they've been joined by, you know, men as well, whatever, but women are protesting for their right to not wear the hijab or wear it when they want to, wear it how they want to. In India, prior to that, we had women protesting to wear the hijab and people are acting like they're fucking confused about the two. There's what are you confused about? There's nothing to be confused about. It's simple. Women have the choice. It's about women having choice to do what they want to do. If I want to wear it, I wear it. If I don't want to wear it, I won't wear it. But it's not you that will now come with your straggly fucking throat to tell me what I should be doing, right? And so I feel like when we talk about solidarity, solidarity involves using your platform when you have it to make sure that you're highlighting other people, other women who do have voices, but they're being willfully ignored by mainstream media. So while we're all here, we have the opportunity to amplify these things because they've been happening, you know, and we chalk it up. I think sometimes our Islamophobia, a a number of things kick into place where it makes you think like, well, that's their problem over there because you, you excuse it. You excuse it to yourself and that can't run. Like if we're talking about having the change that we want to have, then we all have to be about it. Yeah. Um, thank you. So this says here, um, was it for, uh, for four days in Iran? Well, it's been more now. And this week in New York and Berlin, there have been mass protests against the Iranian government and the presence of Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi at the UN. Across Tehran and cities in the Kurdistan province, people have taken to the streets in violent scuffles, which have resulted in an estimated 221 wounded people, 250 arrests, and three alleged deaths. The cause is the death of um, Kurdish woman Masa Amini. On 13th of September, 22-year-old Masa Amini, originally from the city of Sakhez in Kurdistan province, um, in Western Iran was in Tehran, having traveled there to visit family. She was at the entry of the Haqqani Highway with her brother uh, when she was arrested by the regime's so-called guidance patrol and transferred to the Moral Security Agency, allegedly for wearing an inappropriate hijab. CCTV videos um, of the event released later by the Tehran police show her collapsing to the ground at the moment of her arrest. So I feel like they struck her at that moment. Amini's brother was told she would be taken to a detention center to undergo a briefing class and released shortly afterwards. She never made it. Amini instead arrived at Kasra Hospital where she died on Friday after being in a coma for three days. In a now deleted Instagram post, the hospital claimed she was brain dead on arrival. Resuscitation was performed on the patient, the heartbeat returned, and the patient was admitted to the intensive care unit, they originally wrote. Um, Unfortunately, after 48 hours on Friday, the patient suffered a cardiac arrest again due to um, brain death. Despite the efforts of the medical team, they failed to revive her and the patient died. Witnesses claimed she was beaten by the patrol in the van, which was intending to take her to a uh, detention centre. Um, once the news of Amini's death hit the news, five days of protests began across the country and globally, thanks to the already contested presence of Ibrahim Raisi at, um, at the UN. The hashtag um, Masha Amini, or Masa, sorry, Amini, began trending on Twitter with more than 2 million mentions and pro-reform groups and feminist activist groups, including the US-based Iran-dedicated HRANA, Human Rights Activist News Agency. Uh, They began mobilizing. Protests resulted in the death of one member of the police and now the widespread burning of headscarves. Amnesty Iran, as well as the US and French governments, have spoken out against her death. Now, I just thought that that was interesting, that the US and the French governments have spoken out against their death. You can shut your fucking mouths, yeah? The reason that they need to I'll keep this Because I'm still going to cuss them um, You can shut your fucking mouth Because you You are the person
perpetrators. You are the ones that fuel Islamophobia. You lot do that. You lot do that all of the time. France, you, you can't let people rest in France for what they want to do with their hijab. Like, you, you don't let people rest. Same in the US, you vilified people. You will see them walking down the street. You've already started your fuckery. So this is why I was saying earlier that everything is linked. We can't be like, oh, what this person is doing over here isn't linked to this thing because they're all, they're all linked. And I think if you care about your safety as anybody, but specifically um, as a woman or as a femme presenting person, you have to care about the safety of other women in and around the place. I just feel like it would be, knowing that all of that is going on and having this live show and not talking about it would just be fucking ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. Um, thank you. Um, and I'd been thinking about this for a while to touch on it, although I spoke a little bit about it on the podcast. I went with my friend, um, Kevin Morosky. Who's here. Um, we went to go and see a play at Brixton House called... <laughs> We went to go and see a play at Brixton House called Kabul Goes Pop. And it's loosely based. They say loosely. I feel like for legal purposes. Um, loosely based on the first um, kind of MTV style pop TV station in Afghanistan. And one of the um, presenters, the only female presenter at that time was Shaima Rezaei. And um, she, this was after the US invaded Afghanistan. And then we had this whole thing and this radio station popped up. And while the US were using it to try and do their own thing in Afghanistan, obviously it was getting all the Taliban man them upset. And so they really didn't like that this woman, Shaima, was on there. And if we look at her, we'd be like, what's the problem? You know, she was covered. It was fine. But no, because she had a fringe out of a hijab and, you know, things like that. And she dared to wear trousers or something. They eventually, anyway... They went to her home and killed her point blank range. And she was only, I think, 22 at the time. And, um, or 22, 22, 23. And now we've got Masa Amini, again, 22-year-old. So we're thinking about the fact that we're losing young women. Their lives are being taken from them because of patriarchy and an and, and enforcing of binaries that don't allow people to be and don't allow people to explore choice. Like, let us explore in our lives. We're seeing it in legislation that's passed as well about just trying to control people's bodies that you deem as other. And to me, that is just extremely problematic. And I, like I said earlier, it ties into um, the fact that I'm able to have this show, right? Um, knowing that there are certain avenues that would say that I shouldn't be on there because I'm this and I'm that. All of you lot still showed up for me, right? And so if I'm using my voice in this way and you're going to support me in this way, then I have to make sure that I'm amplifying what's happening to other people. So my straw really, in a very long-winded way, is my straw goes out to patriarchy. My straw goes out to anybody that believes that I'm too much, that women are too much, that, you know, that just speaking out and just trying to express yourself as you deem fit is too much. We are not too much. We are more than enough. And you should always roll in that. Like I say all the time, like, remember everybody here that especially, as I see the white people are here and I love y'all. But every single person in this room, like big up yourself because the subjects aren't easy. We're not talking about like flippity floppity things. We're talking about real things. And you're, you came here ready to do the talking, ready to sit with the discomfort, ready to think about how we're going to move forward from this. So I really want to say like two slaps on all of you lot's chest for being here and supporting in this way. It's not, 
it's not an easy conversation to have. And over like 1,000, what, 300 people turned out for this? For this? That is, that is really, really serious. And I think that this is what gives me the drive that, because I've, you know, anybody who follows me wants to be listening to the podcast, I've been saying that I feel like I've been having a low time. I feel like I have been under a lot of pressure. And I've been saying that I don't even know what I'm going to come out in tonight. If I look a mess, I look a mess in it. Deal with it. We pulled through. I, I never aspired it, but God gave it to me. Um, because it's been hard. It's, I've been having a really, really tough time. But to be able to come here tonight and be here in front of all of you, you show me that this is what matters and this is why I do what I need to do, regardless of anybody trying to dampen my spirit or tell me that this is happening and I shouldn't talk about this and I shouldn't talk. I will always talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. And this straw goes out to anybody who is comfortable knowing that people are trying to silence my voice and they are happy with that and they are complicit in that. You can suck out because the next venue, when I come back next year, I'm coming for all your fucking clots, right? And it's going to be a bigger venue and the dress is going to be shorter. There's going to be a pom-pom short. There's going to be everything. And nobody... Nobody is going to be able to stop me. Why? Because the people that you feel like you've dropped today, their energy still carries on. I might never have met these women, but I'm going to keep speaking up for these women. Anybody that I feel like needs me to support them and to amplify their voice, I'm going to do that. And you can't silence us all. That is it. Thank you. Thank you. So I will now, I just want to say a massive thank you to the sponsors, Nadra Safiri, um, House of Adua, and um, Barbaline that provided me some of these beautiful um, textiles, um, Aloni for coming through, Quajo for coming through, my incredible team, like, oh man, um, Shio first and foremost, big up yourself because I literally would not have been able to do this without him. Um, thank you to Annie, who's just an organizer extraordinaire, Essie, um, Alicia, everybody that volunteered to big up yourself, um, Jonathan, all the people that helped me to make this happen. I don't even want to forget anyone. Maya, who made my dress. Shaniqua, who did my hair. Rossi, who did my makeup. Ah! My mom, who made this. <laughs> and as you know, my mom and I were building a children's home in Nigeria. Do you want to come, come and show them your outfit? Come and show them your outfit. Fine, babe. Fine, babe. Come and see. Oh, not the not the scuffling. Go, auntie. Go, auntie. Hey, go, auntie. Go, auntie. Hey, wait. Yes. <laughs> go, auntie. Here she comes. Yes. Thank you, angel. Angel, my wonderful security, thank you. All right, all right, all right. Take it easy, take it easy. Everybody. Um, sorry, my voice is a bit, um, yeah, I wasn't feeling too well. You know, I came back from Nigeria very recently um, for Kenichi's um, show. I just had to be here. Thank you all for the support. We really appreciate. Uh, we thank God, firstly, for 
coming this far. Kelechi, well done. Oh, baby girl, God bless you. God continue to bless you. God continue to bless you. Well done. I'm so proud of you. Well done. Well done. Well done. You've done well. You've done very well. Well done, Kelechi. Well done. Uh, I had, I had, I had a vision. I had, a, you know, I had a vision, but I didn't know how to go with this mission and this vision of mine. Uh, I was lucky enough to to have this landed property. I didn't know. Initially, I, I, I knew what I wanted to do with it. But somehow, that, that, that vision was truncated. I'm not going to go into that, personal reasons. So, uh, look, I'm really very nervous. Every 1,300 and people. <laughs> in my bed, three days I laid in my bed, I was thinking, what do I do with this? And then I had that little voice saying, go build an orphanage. I said, orphanage? How am I going to do that? Although I have a passion for, you know, doing things like that, but I didn't know what to do with that. So I called Kelechi. I was in Nigeria. I called Kelechi and I said, oh, please, I've just, I've just I've just um, had something. I need to go go ahead with it. And she said, "What?" I said, "Well, build an orphanage." And she went. I thought she was going to scream, you know, because she knows how to shout me down. And I thought she was. I I was waiting for that reaction, and then she went and said something like, "Well, it's been on my mind for a long time. I'm going to support you." Oh my word! I was oh. And here we are today, with your help, we've been able to do um, the roofing of the building. We are almost coming to, an end, to, to the end of it. Um, so um, I'm very, very grateful. Thank you very much. May the Lord continue to enrich your pockets. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mommy. Thank you. You can give it to us. <laughs> Well, don't even have my phone on me, but I guess that brings us to the end. I know. Huh? Show your magnificent. But Aloni was showing your magnificent. I'd be, what did you want to do? You wanted to show the magnificent. More, more, more. You don't want to go home today. Oh, my, they're watching you. The staff here, they're, wait, they're waiting to just fling you out of the door. You don't even know. You're hanging out. Nonsense. Those who are going to the after party or, you know, the mingle upstairs, I'll see you upstairs in a bit. If you've got um, colorful wristbands, you can just head straight upstairs. But I don't want to get your take on this. I'm thinking that the next live show should be when my book is coming out. Do you know when my book is coming out? September 14th. September 14th, 2023. You just agreed. Yay, all right, I'll see <laughs> That's what we're going to do there. You fumbled. You played yourself. So, 
that's where the next live show is going to be, I feel. But who knows? You know me. I always say things and I change my mind, but we'll see. All in all, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you all so much. Everybody, absolutely every, um, the BSL um, interpreters, thank you so much. Please come out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Annie, for sourcing them. Thank you. Thank you to Sadless Wells. Like the team here have been amazing. Thank you so much for supporting this. Like the whole team, you've been incredible. Thank you. And I feel like that's it. I don't want to overrun. I feel like I should, if I haven't thanked you, thank you so much. Thank you, all of you there. Thank you. Thank you to everyone that new lot that came out. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You really ride with me through thick and thin. Big up yourselves. All right. Well, I've been Kelechi Okafo and this has been SYM. Officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? It's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long drawers. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say your mind, say your mind.